0: Hey, everybody. I haven't posted anything in a while, man. I just got so much going on. But I really had to stop and talk a little bit about this train wreck and this environmental catastrophe that came up with it. You know, for people that really don't know um, or don't remember their biology or chemistry back in junior high school, and I was reminded by that for some people I know. And so this vinyl chloride was on the train. I mean, that seems to be the, the one that everybody's really concerned with. You know, it's used to make plastics, you know, especially like it's, it may, especially in PVC, polyvinyl chloride. But they ship these chemicals, obviously, in these tanks as a liquid. So that means they had to get them really cold. It's condensed. And, um, but vinyl chloride is one of these uh, chemicals that'll start to boil, you know, and quickly evaporate at like 7.9 degrees. Call it 8 degrees Fahrenheit. This just starts to boil and evaporate. So what, these tankers that had this on there and they were saying, well, they, they were really worried about an ignition, you know, and that's a very, you know, viable concern. And so they said, well, we're going to release it, you know, into this burn basin. But at the same time, they said, well, we we have to be really careful with it. If it gets out of the tank and mixes with oxygen, it could combust. Well, wait a minute, then. So my simple country boy mind thinking thing well you're going to go ahead and drain it and you're out of the tank into this basin where it's obviously going to get mixed with oxygen you're not worried about igniting in that process you know so that's no one covered that yet and it is being a lifelong environmentalist you know i don't want to see any toxins just released into the air But with something like this, I look at it, and if anybody could correct me, you know, I see if it evaporates so quickly, it's going to go in. It'll be out there in the atmosphere, but it's going in the atmosphere. Yeah, it could come down as rain later and and so on, but it's going to go, I would imagine, expand so much and cover such a wide area, it might dilute itself. That would be my hope anyway. Again, not being the chemical engineer or the professional chemist. But I do know then that if you burn it, it it definitely causes some pollution there. Because now it's embedded in the smoke, it's changing its structure with the heat. It's creating other chemicals that are going up into the atmosphere and down into the, absorbed into uh, the so- soil more efficiently, I would imagine. You know, more concentrated with the smoke, you know, when it starts to rain or, you know, it's still wintertime, it could snow and sit there for a while. God forbid anybody eat that snow, right? But the other thing is, it then it's it seems like it would have a better chance of going down into the aquifer through the groundwater, polluting the soil, and eventually through watershed. And that area up there, if the way that I'm hearing it, it uh, supplies about ten percent of the country's population with drinking water. You know, and then the inconsistency of the narrative also is just like well. Uh, yeah, there's fish that are dying, you know, uh, there's birds that are dying, but you're drinking water safe. Where are you getting that drinking water from? You see what I'm saying? It's just like these inconsistencies in there, and I guess they're really thinking that Americans are so short-sighted and attention span is so small that they're just not going to go past the immediate sentence that the narrative just blurted out. They're not going to put these pieces together. There's going to be no critical thought, no com, uh, complete thought, you know, to figure out what's happening. So then the other thing I look at is like, okay, so, you know, we have a wide uh, river network. So all these little creeks and streams go into rivers and go into other rivers and go into eventually the Gulf of Mexico. You know, we're getting into the springtime. And so next month in March, we're going to have... Our spring rains, is going to be thawing. You know, the rivers are going to be rising. The the watershed will be doing its thing that it does every year. And then it goes down into the Gulf of Mexico, last stop. I would expect by the end of next month, the end of March for sure, you're going to start seeing the effects of this all the way down the Mississippi River, you know, into the Gulf of Mexico. And, of course, I'm wondering now, how is this going to affect any red tide you know, because that's been on the rise. Um, by the way, in that area of Ohio, it's a huge agricultural area. And I think there's about 77,000 farms in that area. So, again, now food shortage, food problems. You know, how is the uh, is the government going to step in and help with that? Or are we all going to eat Bill Gates stuff? You know, remember, they, these are the same people who want us to eat bugs, right? You know, um, I'm hoping to have my boat that I'm building. I'm building specifically for environmental work. And I'd love to be back in the water late spring and uh, and summer. But, man, I just can't imagine the work that I'm going to end up seeing and and the hazardous conditions that I'll be sailing through, especially in the Gulf of Mexico or the west side of Florida. And that's the other part. So it's not just going to affect, obviously, New Orleans, you know, but as the winds change, you know, and the tides, you know, it's going to go out through and possibly affect all of western Florida, maybe even the very south of Keys. um, started to affect all the Gulf states, you know, and then now the smoke, this, uh, the winds change, of course, you know, well, sporadically all through the, the seasons, but the prevailing winds... You know, so that means if you're prevailing winds like here or southeast, you know, so everybody in the northwest gets whatever happens here. So I'm real happy that, you I know, mean, I'm in central Texas, north of Austin, so I really hope that they don't do the same thing to the uh, train wreck in uh, Houston. Otherwise, we have a problem up here then. And we're living off groundwater. and you know, we have a filtration system, but we still do groundwater. So I just can't imagine people and... Um, I did, you know, on my uh, Instagram of Shaman Hawk, I was showing people some of the uh, gas masks I use when I work with uh, toxic paints, resins, and stuff like that. And explaining how, you know, a smell is a positively charged ion. And therefore, you know, it's really good with, if you get a mask and you just can't smell anything at all, and you only really notice that when you take it off. You know, it's a good mask to protect against some of these things, and 3M is a good company to order these masks from, and they're color-coded for whatever chemicals you think you might be dealing with. But people, uh, if you have any kind of a social media platform and you get any kind of information, it'd be really good for you to share it, you know, because the lamestream media is just not sharing much at all. You know, it doesn't really talk much about uh, what's really happening. It doesn't offer any kind of complete thought. You only really get that on the social media platforms from the everyday citizens. Oh, on a side note, that area up there was mostly a, a strong conservative uh, stronghold. Most of those people voted for Trump. You know, it just seems that that's kind of a interesting coincidence that they wanted to go ahead and burn this chemical up that way you know, and so far, not the others. That's about all I got for today. I wish you all the very best, and I'll catch you guys later.